We're all wearing red today on 101.9 POR. It's where Red Day, Go Red Day, we call it, right? Yes. For the American Heart Association. <laughs> Brenda, welcome back. You've been here so many times. It's like you're a member of the staff, for right? goodness sake. Legit. I always love coming here. Great to see you all. Well, uh-huh. we love that you're coming in wearing the red today, of, of course. course. <laughs> uh, there, there's so much going on for uh, the American Heart Association in February, including February 10th, uh, to benefit American Heart Association POR's Wicked Winter Jam. If you don't have your tickets for that, there's a reminder. That's coming up a week from today at Aura in Portland. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Text WICKED to 43414 right now. Uh, Brenda, you want to talk to us about uh, American Heart Association and the Go Red Day? Well, this is a really important day for us because back when this campaign started, only about 13% of women even recognized that heart disease was their leading health threat. And it is their leading health threat. And it's been that way since 1984. Mm. More women than men every year die of heart attack and stroke. We've seen great improvement. The awareness has gone up a lot, the, the red dress symbol, but really having survivors share their story having clinicians aware that this could be a symptom of heart disease for women that might be a little more vague is what this campaign's all about. Speaking of stories, Susan Chase is a guest in with you today. She is a survivor. That deserves a round of applause, I, know, I think, right? to begin with. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Susan, welcome to POR. Are you scared to be on the radio for the very first time? Of course, I'm nervous. Oh, <laughs> Aw, that's don't cute. <laughs> like, don't be nervous at all. Susan, where are you from? Um, I live in South Portland now. I grew up in Michigan. Yeah? Cool. All right. Hey, you know who went to uh, Michigan, don't you? Tom Brady. What? The yeah. greatest <laughs> football player of I'm all aware. time. We were pro- well, I was going to say we were probably in the same class, but I went to Michigan as well. But um, he's a little bit younger than I am. I don't oh. know. That guy's like 70. <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me help you start off your story. You have a family history of heart disease. Your dad passed when he was only 51 because of heart disease. So you are always wary of that possibility, but you are also very athletic. You were competing in things. I was competing since 2010 in the um, Try for a Cure or participating. Um, And so I was feeling really good about my activity levels. And um, in 2016, um, I was doing an open water swim, just a practice swim, and I got super fatigued, so much so that I couldn't get back to shore oh my without my friend's assistance. Thank God I they were there. Wow. Yeah, and I didn't understand like why I was so tired. Mm. I had no idea. But I'm just like, this is really weird. This is really weird. And so I felt like I took in a lot of seawater because my lungs felt like weird or spongy Mm -hmm. and so i just um so i called my doctor the next day and um i got in and just explained like my lungs felt weird or they just felt like burny or something and um nothing else and my doctor was like well you know we should check your heart and i'm like what are you talking about why Mm. why my heart and she said well it could be this or that or whatever. And I'm like, well, let's just put that off and worry about that later. Yeah. You know, it didn't, for whatever reason, it wasn't sinking in. It didn't make sense to me that it could be my heart. No, my heart's heart's fine. I'm I'm an active person. Yeah, it was just, I was tired and Mm -hmm. my lungs were were bothering me. And I'm I'm like concerned about my lungs. So at that point, you put off the heart test that your doctor was recommending. You go and you finish the triathlon. Six months later, you're still getting exercise. You're out and you're snowshoeing and so i was snowshoeing by myself with my dogs and i was like my lungs felt like they were burning burning like fire like i was breathing fire Mm. and there's a pounding in my back 
And I'm thinking to myself, am I having a heart attack? And I stopped and I I was like, no, I'm not having a heart attack. I like because it it stopped. Hmm. And so I'm standing there going, huh? And and so I started going again. And after a while, it started up and I'm like, this is so weird. Mm. But I don't feel I didn't feel scared because it stopped. Right. And so I didn't feel just don't do that. anymore. Yeah, exactly. I didn't feel like I was in imminent danger. But I did go to my doctor and we had the, the resting heart test and it didn't show anything. And so me and my stubbornness and ego, see, I told you it wasn't my heart. I'm fine. Something's God. wrong yeah. with my lungs. Something's Ugh. wrong with my lungs. Because when I would try to exercise, I would get the burning pain in my lungs. And and I talked to my wife about it. And she was key in my story because um, she's also an athlete. And so when you go out and run in the wintertime and it's cold, you you start breathing. When you start, you get a burning sensation. Of course, sure. Oh, totally. That's all I could think about. And I'm like, why does this keep happening to me? So you switch things up. You see a friend who's a cardiologist. And he's like, well, you know, Susan, this is what it is. I'm hearing you're having trouble breathing. Even though you don't feel like it's shortness of breath, you're having trouble breathing. And you're feeling a stabbing pain in your back when you exercise. He said, I think that you need a stress test. I had the stress test. I failed epically. She's like, so you have a choice. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And she said, you can go to the hospital in a non-emergent ambulance or Mm -hmm. you can have your partner drive you to the hospital. But either way, you're going to the hospital now. Exactly. That is a much more epic fail than I thought you meant. I had work to do over the weekend, so I'm on the computer. And then I'm like, oh, I want dinner because I don't like hospital food. And my wife was just going nuts. She's like, oh, my God. Get in the car. Get in the damn car. And and so I finally go and say, hi, I'm here. And the the cardiology nurses are like, we thought you bailed. And we're like, no, We're about to come send out a search party. Come and get you. So anyway, so what had to happen was, so I had my angioplasty on Tuesday morning. It was the least invasive, you know, little camera through the wrist up Mm -hmm. to my heart. They found... 99% 99% blockage of wow. um, my l- lower ascending, aorta? left ascending, left. I believe, and it's yeah. the major left artery. Left ascending. Oh. Very important. Oh my God. It's, it's a big one. And 99% friend, yeah. blockage. It's called oh, yeah. the Widowmaker when you yes. have that kind right. of heart attack. Oh, so man. she was this close, you know, I'm using yeah. my fingers here, this I was close to yeah. a disaster. Close. Wow. I was super close. And they were able to fix it right away with the stent. I was done, mm. and I was out of the hospital the next day. Wow. Oh, and Susan, yeah. and I would think, you know, like a couple big points would be listen to your body mm-hmm. and right. what it's telling you Absolutely. and get to a doctor. And also, um, what a blessing to have someone suggest that cardiologist for you to talk to. Totally. And thank God yeah. you talked to him. Right. Yep. Yeah, I got over myself. Yeah. And I love that. And wow. some of the symptoms, if I could just add that Susan had, or kind of drive home the point of Go Red for Women, that women's symptoms can be very different. The pain in the back is a very common one. The shortness of breath. Hmm. While chest pain is still the most common symptom for men and women, those symptoms in particular are very common for women. Really? There wow. are some different symptoms, and I just encourage everyone to go to goredforwomen.org, learn more about women's both warning signs and 
risk factors and prevention Yeah, and we'll share that link on our Facebook page because that's very important information. Brenda from the American Heart Association in this morning. It's Heart Month on 1019 POR. Susan is uh, the guest who is a survivor, and you have a bonus to your story about your brother. My brother is a year older than me, and Mm -hmm. he's a smoker, and he's got a beer belly. And um, I'm like, dude, if this happened to me with what I'm doing with my body and mm-hmm. taking care of it, you need to get checked. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, I said, what's it? <laughs> By the way, I'm assuming that's a direct quote. That's yes, direct really. quote. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I have it on tape. And so I, he's like, well, you know, I've been talking to my doctor. And I said, ask for a stress test now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and so I just kept bugging him. And he wound up having a quintuple bypass. Wow. My God. Not so Because simple. of it. So oh. I basically saved his life and he owes me yeah. until he dies. Forever. Yes. Doctor yeah. status. I'm sure he has no problem uh, saying that as well. Right? right. He actually did admit it when he was home um, after his, his operation. That's awesome. He's That's so like, cool. oh, you basically saved my life. Wow. And I go, yeah, you owe me, buddy. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love See you at Christmas. Yes. <laughs> well, Every Christmas. Yes. Susan, so, by sharing your story today, I hope you know you could be saving more lives. I hope so. Yep. I really hope so. So we appreciate it. Brenda from the American Heart Association, thank you again. Yeah, kind of thank you, Brenda. Every time you come in here, when you leave, I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong with me? I know. I'm like, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's good. And thank you for it all of your support of our mission and getting these messages out. It's a huge, huge help, and you're saving lives. So thank you. Aww.